This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022, and Donald Trump sues CNN for defamation, seeks $475 million. Biden claims, I was sort of raised in Puerto Rico. What? And Kanye West says white lives matter while doing a fashion show with Candace Owens. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. I was going to say, everyone that I talked to on the ground when we were delivering supplies, they're saying, I was watching the media. They told us Tampa. That's why I didn't leave. I know people personally on the island. Is there going to be any accountability in the media? Well, look, I mean, I think think part of it, quite frankly, you know, you have national regime media that they wanted to see Tampa because they thought that that'd be worse for Florida. That's yeah. how these people think. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they don't care about the people of this state. They don't care about the people of this community. They want to use storms and destruction from storms as a way to advance their agenda. And they don't care what destruction's in their wake. They don't care about the lives here. If they can use it, to pursue their political agenda, they will do it. And so I think there was a lot of uh, buildup about that. And look, we were obviously concerned about Tampa too, uh, but I think there was so much emphasis on it that I do think people said, you know, even, and then it was supposed to go in as a cat too, actually, in the Tampa. I think people said, well, I'm 125 miles away from here. Maybe I'm better off hunkering down. Forgive us for being a little bit late to our broadcast today. We are once again on the road. Last night, we were on Tim Pool's IRL for four straight hours. It was an incredible show. We encourage you to head on over to Tim Pool's channel and check it out. We are here in Washington, D.C., and we will be doing a number of different documentaries here. It is incredible to see the absolute corrupt and rot of this city. I used to live here for 15 years, and... Wow, man, has this place decayed everywhere. I'm I'm here at the Capitol Hilton right in downtown, right in downtown Washington, D.C., and it is incredible to look around right out at the White House and to see tent cities. Do you know that your entire capital city of this nation is in total and complete decay, that the capital city of the greatest nation on earth looks like a third world hovel? has zombie-like drug addicts wandering around the city that you can't even walk outside safely. The traffic is nothing. No one is here. Those Those who remain and who are not drugged out of their minds or living in a tent in one of our storied national parks, those people are masked up and scared. It is incredible, the devastation of this city. And I look forward to documenting all of it with our documentary team on this show. We encourage you and thank you for supporting our show. The number one way to support us is to go and like the page, share the content, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for being a member here on The Benny Show and for encouraging us to continue to go because sometimes it is dark, man. Outside, it is dark here. It is raining. It is a a doomed city, right? Washington, D.C. is a doomed city. This city has a take, I and mean, it looks like Gotham outside. It really does. There aren't any tall buildings here, but it just, it's, it is hard to describe to you how many tent cities you see walking through the capital of the greatest nation on earth. It is truly, truly a, a era of decline for this place. And it is because the leaders here in this city are such corrupt jackals. Now, who is the number one leader in this city for the Democrat Party? The party in charge is Joe Biden. And what does Joe Biden do his entire life? He lies. He deceives. He deceives himself. He deceives the people around him. He says that he's in favor of the working class and bringing people up. Meanwhile, all across the White House grounds, you'll be amazed when you see this documentary that we're about to release. All around the White House grounds are tent cities everywhere. There are drug addict people like wandering around like zombies, like zonked out of their minds. It is an absolute devastation what has happened to this place. And it is evil, truly. Joe Biden in Puerto Rico claiming, on the other hand, that he is a Puerto Rican. That's right. (laughs) 
So he has lied, he has deceived his entire political career. He is deceiving the American people into thinking that he is somehow ushering in some era of decency while the city that he is in charge of is in total and complete decay and collapse. And Joe Biden has only ever been from some of the whitest and most Irish places around the East Coast, Scranton, PA, coal mining country, and then Wilmington, Delaware. But Joe Biden was in Puerto Rico yesterday saying that he's a Puerto Rican. There you go, baby. Identity politics at its last. 80-year-old, creepy, diseased Irish man with with hair, hair on his legs that turn blonde, blonde in the sun. Corn pop can feel him up. Going down to Puerto Rico to talk about uh, hurricane devastation, saying, I was raised in the Puerto Rican community in Delaware. Go. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court. Do you remember the last time that Joe Biden tried to uh, ingratiate himself with the Latin community? You want to know why, like, why, why the Latino community is breaking for Republicans in, in like historic numbers? Why Democrats may lose every election henceforth because of this specific presidency that has lost the Latino community entirely? This is why. The reason why is this kind of like uh, 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 insulting platitudes that get projected by Joe Biden and Jill Biden. Like the time that Joe Biden tried to play Despacito and dance for a Latin event in Miami. Watch. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. (laughs) All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I'll tell you, my man. <laughs> That's not how you get the Latin vote? Is that how you get the Latin vote? You play Despacito with your phone? What I mean, what what else you got in your grab bag of racist things to do for Latin people? One, you are like, again, Joe Biden is as white as the first cotton ball that you pull out of the top of the cotton ball container from CVS, right? He's as white as, so you get a bottle of aspirin, you go down to CVS, you buy your bottle, give me a bottle of aspirin. You get your bottle of aspirin and there's a big lump of cotton at the top. You pick the cotton out. And that's like Joe Biden, essentially, his entire political career. This has been Joe Biden. There, Joe Biden's also like a kind of like, uh, it's a kind of like menacing, and malevolent political leader that will tell an audience, uh, we, I, we don't have this clip loaded up. Remember when he told an audience of like black people, majority, minority people in West Virginia, that Republicans would put them back in chains if they got in office? This is the, the style of politician that Joe Biden is, right? This is the style of politician Joe Biden. Is. And Joe Biden's no better. Now, if Joe Biden dancing, okay, so let me, okay, so you're talking to like, you know, so you're talking to like a group of minority people and, well, it's not really a minority. If you go to Puerto Rico, it's all Puerto Ricans, right? Like, they're not a minority there. There's Joe Biden sitting there saying, I'm just like you. I was raised a Puerto Rican. Joe Biden does the same thing and is just like, hey, uh, you, you know, you all remind me of churros. You remember Joe Biden says, you know, Mexicans are tacos. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, (laughs) is your strength. So what's interesting about that clip is not that the White House has dozens of writers. So dozens of people wrote, hey, well, you know what? Why don't we call Mexican tacos? Dozens of people wrote that. And then he'll, uh, look, Jill Biden, who, again, is really spe- like a really special career move for Alice Cooper to go from making music to being the first lady. And we've never seen anything like it. Rock star Alice Cooper moving to the first lady position. Very special. And um, also, go, you know, going a little hard, heavy on the makeup. Um, from the rock career, we encourage you to tone it down, but nonetheless, like very special. Jill Biden dresses exclusively from Bed Bath and Beyond shower curtains. Again, like a very successful and very um, uh, historic first lady. Um, also historic is that the first lady 
compared a group of people to the type of food that she thinks they like to eat. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting move there. Now, Joe Biden went on to the Italian, uh, to the, uh, you know, to a trip to Italy saying, you all are mamita balls. You're a mamita balls. I like you because you're a pizza. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and... We got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Joe Biden, not the best, actually. Not the best uh, at this. But there we go. Alice Cooper, getting old, has to has to decide on a new career path, and there he goes. So President Biden told an audience in Puerto Rico Monday that I was raised as a Puerto Rican, despite the fact that only about 2,000 people of Puerto Rican ancestry live in Delaware. <laughs> so they all, so, so there's, there's 2,000 Puerto Ricans in Delaware, all right? I'm going to Delaware, actually, uh, in two days, and we have some special things planned there. Get ready. We are putting up a uh, monument to Brandon Falls. Let's just, let's just, I'll just give you a preview. We're putting up a monument to Brandon Falls. Let's just, uh, let's just say it's going to be spicy. Uh, so there's like, uh, two, there's like 2,000 Puerto Ricans in Delaware. Delaware is not a very diverse state. Uh, and, you know, my wife's family's from there. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Ron DeSantis could fly in a ton more criminal migrants and maybe, you know, maybe that will uh, assist. But when Joe Biden was being raised in Delaware, according to this article, which is from the New York Post, there were 2,000 Puerto Ricans. So what, what, did they all live in the same, like, what, did they all like live in the same building? Like, were they all like at the same, did Joe Biden like live in the Puerto Rican building? Like how, like, I know apartment buildings that can house 2,000 people. I know hotels that can house 2,000 people. I'm in one right now, even though it's completely empty. It's like a ghost town. I'm like the only, I'm like a haunted hotel right now in Washington, D.C. There's no one here. There's no one here. It's me and the Bell staff. It's really, it's October, so appropriate. Like I'm at a haunted hotel. There's literally no one here in Washington. It's just like a ghost town. So what, like, what's the deal? Well, who raised Joe Biden? Let's continue to read. Joe Biden had a habit of inflating his personal connection to audiences, made him claim uh, while pledging Hurricane Fiona recovery aid during a trip to Ponce, the island's southwestern coast. We have a very, in relative terms, large Puerto Rican population in Delaware. Relative to what? Relative to like flying on a plane or being on a bus with a Puerto Rican? What do you mean relative, large, relative, 2,000 people? What, what, okay, what's the, what's the population of Delaware? What do you mean you have a relatively large branch? 2,000 people. <laughs> what? Ah! All right, cool. Uh, we have the eighth largest uh, black population in the country. And between all minorities, we have 20% of our state that is minority. So that was sort of raised by the Puerto Rican community at home. What? Okay, so first off, we know... Uh, ALX, pull the like pull the I, I want I want the corn pop clip. I want the corn pop clip. So let's let's talk about how Joe Biden has treated minorities in his hometown. So Joe Biden uh, has treated minorities like corn pop. Now the story of corn pop is very important. You have to like look past the fact that Joe Biden's shirt is unbuttoned down to here, and past the fact that there's a bunch of like school kids that are like a, there's a bunch of kids like standing next to him in swimwear, and that Joe Biden's talking about his hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun, and like having kids jumping on his lap. 
And you have to look towards the actual Corn Pop story itself. Corn Pop is a young black man who had too much pomade in his hair when he was swimming and Joe Biden was a lifeguard at the pool in, according to Joe Biden, a bad neighborhood of Wilmington. And Joe Biden was gonna fight this guy because he had too much pomade in his hair. And so the guy said, I'll fight you. And Joe Biden went down into the pool house and got a rusty razor blade and some chains and met Corn Pop, a black kid who presumably is from, you know, not, I don't know, what, what would you say? Doesn't have the same white privilege Joe Biden does, met him outside to kill him, to be, or to maim him, to beat him up for the crime of having too much pomade in his hair. This is the story of Corn Pop. It bears repeating because the Corn Pop story is indeed the story of Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden's always been a vicious racist. Joe Biden said you wouldn't be black. You're not black if you don't vote for him. Joe Biden, like Alice Cooper, his wife is saying that you don't have, uh, you know, you, 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 you're, a, you're a churro if you're a Latino and you're as special as the churros given to me at Disneyland when I am walking in downtown Disney. And so this is how Joe Biden has treated the minority population inside of Delaware. Joe Biden famously said that if you don't have, do we have the corn pop clip? Let me go, guys. Uh, Joe Biden famously said that if you don't have an Indian accent, you're not going to fit in at a 7-Eleven in Delaware. He's like, on he's like on tape saying this. He's on tape saying this. So it's, like, it's worth noting that Joe Biden is probably the worst president for, for race relations in American history. Because Joe Biden has himself like behaved as such a venal uh, and and sort of like on the nose racist his entire career, and we've like talked to, we did an entire show yesterday about how Kamala Harris is racist against white people, and how she wants to dole out federal aid to communities of color because apparently hurricanes are also racist and hurricanes go after black people only, it doesn't hurt anyone. It really, it, 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 I mean, it's borderline remarkable. It's 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 it's. I mean, listen, man, it's it's funny to look at. It's, it's fun to laugh at, but it has like ramifications. This is what Joe Biden said in 2012 when he was running against Mitt Romney, saying that he was going to, uh, that, that, that Republicans were going to put black people back in chains. Just a reminder, like this is how Joe Biden talks to and speaks to and treats minorities. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain. Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. It's amazing watching uh, old Joe Biden clips because you're so used to Joe Biden, what Joe Biden would say today, which is, if you took your chains, then you'd have a dibbity dupe and then a pibbity poop. This would be like the Joe Biden of today would be fly out there. Like you wouldn't be able to even complete that sentence, right? You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to say he'd be able. He'd be true and international pressure about the chains. You wouldn't have like Joe Biden be able to speak. Like even just a few years ago, Joe Biden is completely lost. Joe Biden was lost on stage uh, again uh, uh, yesterday, wandering around, getting well, everywhere he goes. He just gets lost. This is what happens. The fog that appears in your brain during dementia. Look. He has no idea what he's doing. He has no idea who the hell he's talking to. Joe Biden said, and I quote, New York sent not only a congresswoman, one of the most congresswomen in Congress. Take it away. Minnesota, Texas, to, to help however they can. And New York sent not only a congresswoman, one of the most congresswomen in the Congress, but a state troopers and emergency responders. Got it. Okay, so <laughs> I think he's talking about AOC. You remember when AOC went to Puerto Rico and took photos of her abuela's home and how it was uh, leaking? And then Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire it, uh, did a GoFundMe. Maybe some of you donated to it. And they raised $100,000 to fix abuela's roof. <laughs> and then they did it. AOC didn't fix the roof. A well, like AOC has tons of money, okay? AOC has tons of cash. AOC is going to be the next Pelosi. You're going to filthy rich in Congress. Y'all are absolute, like she's a fraud. You all are suckers. You're getting played by her, Bernie, the whole lot. Bernie's got like seven houses. Bernie is such a communist. He's cashing in. He's throwing the fight. 
Bernie Sanders does it. He just he just runs against Hillary Clinton for the next book deal, right? As soon as somebody hands him a bag, he drops out of the race, right? Bernie didn't have any fight. He's a fraud. He's taken all the money. AOC's taken all the money. They're as ca- they're more capitalist than I am. It's incredible. Not even I am capitalist enough to lie about who I am, run for president in order to get a bag. That's what Hillary, that's what Bernie Sanders and AOC are doing. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. People aren't communists. That AOC lives, uh, I know exactly where AOC lives. She lives like down the road here in one of the poshest, nicest, most expensive buildings in Washington, D.C. She drives an $80,000 Tesla. This has been reported. And uh, she lives inside of like a penthouse. What do you want from me? These people aren't, These pe- they're lying to you. You're being sold. Not you. If you're watching this show, you're probably smarter. But if you are an open-minded liberal and you're thinking like, hey, Bernie and AOC, like have something going on. No, they don't. I don't they, like go to Washington, D.C. and see like see how these people live. Bernie Sanders got like five houses. One of Bernie Sanders houses like, on the lake, like, like a mansion. OK, this is Bernie. Great story about Bernie here in Washington, D.C. Uh, the Monocle, which is a famous um, uh, a famous restaurant on Capitol Hill. It's like the only like it's the only restaurant like on Capitol Hill that's like on the it's an old, it's an old enough restaurant, and a historic enough restaurant that they allowed it to stay on like Capitol property. And it's it, it, again, it's total, uh, you know, it's a total loophole because this is so close to the Senate and lobbyists can go there and take uh, members of Congress out for dinner. And so that's a famous uh, place for that. Right. It's called the Monocle. Uh, the waiters at the Monocle tell me that they, the number one person they'd never want to serve is Bernie Sanders to never tips. That's what they told me like time and time again. Like they do not want to serve Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders never, ever tips, never gives them a dime. Because he's an old, dusty crusty socialist communist who actually hates the working man and woman and everything he does is fraudulent and everything that he does is to benefit Bernie Sanders, including but not limited to like taking a fall, being able to win the Democratic nomination and getting paid enough money to just drop out, which is what he does every single time. Okay, it's the number one fraud perpetrated on leftists and they're imbeciles for supporting guys like that. And AOC. So that's what Joe Biden had to say. Let's just play. My team has the my team has the uh, the corn pop clip. Do you want to see just just a few? Let's uh, a two minute clip. Let's not play the whole thing. Let's just see the first like thirty seconds of Biden talking about how he um, nearly killed a young black man because he had too much pomade in his hair. This is real. Watch. And corn pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There's a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? 
He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? How is Joe Biden president of the United States right now? How? How? By the way, let me know in the comments. How? How is this man president of the United States? I mean, literally, by the iron laws of, of wokeism and the leftist mind virus, how is a guy who just told, we just played it for you, a story about one calling, uh, calling a, okay, so he says Esther. He calls him Esther there. And what that is is essentially like a, like a slur from back in the day about corn pop and the amount of pomade that he used in his hair. I think that's referring to a famous black musician um, correct me if I'm wrong here. So one, he's making like a, he's making like a gendered slur. The, the amount of, the amount of iron laws of wokeism that Joe Biden broke in just that one clip, one, he's, uh, he's going to, uh, commit an act of violence against a young black youth. Okay. Two, he's making like gendered racial slurs against young black youth. Three, he is talking about how, he is having to essentially like be the racist lifeguard in a pool here and use rusty chains to go out back and, 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 and hurt, use his white privilege to go hurt. It's incredible. I mean, it really is. It, it really is remarkable. And the reason why Joe Biden is president, we actually know, is because of places like CNN. CNN and MSNBC and the corporate media, NBC, ABC, and CBS, along with a number of other sites, acted as a super PAC for the Democratic Party. And the super PAC's only and singular job was to protect and insulate Joe Biden and the American people from clips like this. There's polls out that said that if people knew about Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop and Hunter Biden's uh, corrupt business dealings, that they would have voted in such large numbers against Joe Biden that it would have swung the election for Donald Trump. In spite of anything else you may think, that poll was done uh, through the Media Research Center, I believe, uh, if I'm not correct. And so it is imperative that you know that the corporate media acts as a super PAC for the Democrat party to get Joe Biden elected. This is why we are thrilled. And, and that's also why you don't have, see that clip. That should have been the number one clip. That clip should have been played at the presidential debates. That clip should have been played. Hey, uh, Joe Biden, what, what did you mean by this when you said that you're going to wrap a, wrap a chain around Corn Pomp's neck because he wore too much pomade and pool? What exactly do, did you mean by that? Can you respond to this? Wouldn't you love to see Joe Biden get asked just like a single question like that? Joe, Donald Trump gets asked questions like that literally every single day. Donald Trump gets asked, are you racist? Why are you racist? Every day, Donald Trump gets asked that question. Every moment of every day. Why are you Putin's puppet? Like this is everything, every, every single day. This is like what Donald Trump had and every Republican has to deal with. Joe Biden, not a single harsh question. They wouldn't even call him Peter Ducey anymore at the White House. We're like three blocks from the White House here. We're going to go down there and like, wait till you see the documentary we're going to make uh, Washington, D.C., man. It's going to, like, you, you, ain't, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait, wait till you see what your capital, what your capital city has become. It's become this because the corporate press do lie. They are a super PAC vertically integrated into the DNC in order to elect Democrats. And it's time for that to end. Donald Trump is suing CNN for $475 million. This from the New York Post. Donald Trump's former I'm sorry, former President Donald Trump sued CNN for defamation on Monday, seeking $475 million in punitive damages, claiming the network has carried out a campaign of libel and slander against him. Donald Trump would be right. Trump claims in his lawsuit filed in U.S. Dis US District Court in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That is, a, uh, that is a very favorable district to file this lawsuit in. Very good job. This is the same district that uh, Hulk Hogan filed his lawsuit uh, against Gawker. You remember Hulk Hogan had a uh, sex tape out there. And Gawker refused to take it down. And then Hulk Hogan uh, took down Gawker. Hulk Hogan, what, what, what is the Hulk Hogan like signature move? You, you got to help me out here. Hulk, like Hulk Hogan, Hulk smashed Gawker. Okay. He took them into the ring. He took them into the octagon. He snapped their necks. They're no longer, there's like Gawker does, doesn't exist anymore. Hulk Hogan destroyed Gawker in this district. So this is a very good district to file this lawsuit in. That the network had used its influence as a leading news organization to defeat him politically, CNN declined to comment. Trump, a Republican, claims a 29-page lawsuit that CNN has a long track record of criticizing him, but ramped up its attack in the recent months because the network featured uh, was feared that he would run again in 2024 as part of a, a concerted effort to tilt the political balance of the left. CNN has tried to 
Tate, the plaintiff, with a series of ever more scandalous, false, and defamatory libels as racist, Russian lackey, insurrectionist, and ultimately Hitler, the lawsuit claimed, calling Donald Trump Hitler. Here's a clip on the news about the lawsuit. President Trump has sued CNN for defamation, seeking $475 million in damages from CNN. The court filing states as a part of its concerted effort to tilt the political balance to the left, CNN has tried to taint the plaintiff with a series of ever more scandalous, false and defamatory labels of racist, Russian lackey, insurrectionist and ultimately Hitler. That's from the court filing. Will Donald Trump win? Well, let's talk about it, okay? Will Donald Trump win? What is Donald Trump going for here? Donald Trump is going for probably a settlement, which is the same settlement that Nick Sandman got. Now, Nick Sandman is a innocent teenager, 16-year-old, who stood a couple blocks down the street here, and he had a MAGA hat on. He was there for the March for Life. A bunch of Catholic students come here to D.C. every single year for the March for Life, and Nick Sandman was standing on the Lincoln Memorial and he was doing his thing. Now, some protester, some Native American protester, banged a drum in his face. Okay? And then this was turned in, this was turned in, there was, I mean, it really is remarkable to go back and look at the footage. Like, there was no physical confrontation. There was, no one laid hands on anyone else. Nobody did anything. Nick Salmon stood there and smiled. And by the way, that smile is now worth, I think, many millions of dollars. Nobody knows the exact number that CNN paid Nick Sandman, they, slur they slurred and slandered and defamed this kid so badly. Nick Sandman did a settlement with CNN for the defamation and got paid out huge. This was uh, allegedly a seven or eight figure settlement. Uh, no one quite knows. Maybe ALX on our staff knows. He's good friends with Nick. One of these days, ALX will tell us. But nonetheless, Nick Sandman is smirking all the way to the bank because CNN... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Defamed him. I think this is what Donald Trump's going for. Suing for 475 million, half a billion dollars, half a billion bucks. So that's what CNN is facing right now. CNN declining to comment. CNN under uh, CNN under new ownership. Whew, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. There are uh, new owners. Uh, Time Warner. So Warner. So uh, so Time Warner, which owned CNN, was sold to Discovery Network. And Discovery's main shareholder is a Trump supporter. And so we'll see uh, what happens in the future. This could be a massive, massive settlement for Donald Trump and lead to much better coverage of Donald Trump from CNN. Just fair coverage. That's all that anyone wants. Just fair, fair coverage. I'm a, I'm like a pundit, okay? I have a, I have an opinion show. I tell you my opinions. I hope that, like, it's entertaining. Um, but I don't pretend to be straight news. CNN pretends to be straight news while doing far more salacious. I mean, we do like big headlines and big cover images and, you know, eyes blown out and the media and you know, like, like memes all throughout the show. CNN is more comical like than this show, more clownish and comical and exaggerated than this show is. And we try to be entertaining. We try to keep like things light and, and, and optimistic around here. CNN like does more like clown show stuff than we could ever dream of. And they masquerade as real news. They go around and masquerade as hard news. This is what CNN does. And this is why we're so, this is why, like, why we're like thrilled that Ron DeSantis is actually ending the careers of CNN reporters on camera. Ron DeSantis in Florida, in a disaster zone, CNN comes up to try and push their garbage on Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis goes, Hulk Hogan leg drop. The Hulk Hogan leg drop. Yes, you all said it. You told me. I read the comments. The Hulk Hogan leg drop. Baby, if you want to see the DeSantis leg drop, CNN, out like a light, baby. DeSantis with the belt. Take it away. Do you stand behind Lee County's decision to not have that mandatory evacuation until the day before the storm? Well, did you, where was your industry stationed uh, when the storm hit? Were you guys in Lee County? 
no, you were in Tampa. So that's, you know, they were following the weather track and um, they had to make decisions based on that. But, you know, 72 hours, they weren't even in the cone. 48 hours, they were on the periphery. Uh, so you got to make the decisions the best you can. I will say, uh, you know, they delivered the message to people. They had shelters open. Uh, you know, everybody had adequate opportunity to at least get to a shelter within the county. Um, but, you know, a lot of the residents did not um, did not want to do that. I think for probably for various reasons, some people just don't want to leave their home, period. They're island people, whatever. But I think part of it was so much attention was paid to Tampa that I think a lot of them probably thought that they wouldn't get the worst of it. So, you know, they um, but they did. And, and I think it's um, it's easy to second guess them. But they were ready for the whole time and um, and, and made that call when when there was justifiable to do so. Uh, well, uh, did well, did you where was your industry when the storm hit? Where were you guys in this county? You were in Tampa, DeSantis countered. They were following the weather track and they had to make decisions based on that. One of the legendary weathermen in Tampa likened the hurricane to like a car where if you just tap, if you tap the steering wheel of a car, if you fall asleep at the wheel, if you fall asleep at the wheel, the car's not going to go straight. The car is going to veer, right? You just have to tap the wheel and the car will just zoop. It'll just naturally go like this. And the hurricane, hurricanes do that when they make landfall. Just a little tap. And they like kind of kind of spin out of control. It's this big, heavy, moving thing that moves through the atmosphere and it just sort of like spins out. And that's what happens when a hurricane makes landfall. It's a very neat allegory that a weatherman used in Tampa. And so many people thought that the hurricane was going to strike Tampa. That's my hometown. That's why I canceled the tour stops and was home with my family. And we sandbagged our house and we were ready to go. And that hurricane ended up not hitting Tampa or hitting Tampa just a little bit and, and ended up like going south by two hours to Fort Myer. So Ron DeSantis sitting there, uh, BTFOing CNN uh, right to their faces, and it's a really beautiful thing. A lot of residents did not want to do that. I think probably for various reasons. Some people, speaking about evacuating, just didn't want to leave their homes. And you know what? That's literally their right as an American citizen. There was a mandatory evacuation in Tampa. My parents stayed with me for three days. My parents were mandatory evacuated. They decided to mandatory evacuate. The people in their condo building, like half the people, decided not to. What are you going to do? Go door to door with guns, like, and, and force them to evacuate? You know, you're going to have to like explain to me what constitutional right you have to violate their Fourth Amendment and go do that. And in you know, in Florida, there's a thing called constitution still exists. And by the way, people also have a constitutional right, a Second Amendment owner to Second Amendment to defend themselves from undue government presence inside of their home. What I'm saying here is that the constitution lives in Florida, and so you can't just go like rip people out. You can't just go like like rip people out of their home, freedom of assembly. Uh, you got to have a process here. So Ron DeSantis, uh, completely correct. Ron DeSantis has been correct. Uh, this is why you're not seeing the left attack him on this. Ron, they know that Ron DeSantis' response here has been gold and it is having a major effect even on Democrats in the state. Check out this footage of two uh, Democrat voters saying how excited they are to vote for Ron DeSantis as heads explode in the corporate press. Okay, the rest of you MFers, we try as hard as we can not to swear on this show, do a family show, but I'm just quoting the man. Uh, Y'all can vote for someone else. I'm voting for Ron DeSantis, and I am a Democrat. That's what the man said. He's laughing, and the reporter's like, camera shaking. Ah, we can't broadcast this. By the way, my like my my neighborhood and my city is majority majority Latino. Uh, you know, majority Cuban is Tampa. That the, I mean, there's a huge Cuban population in Tampa. I don't know a single one of my neighbors who is voting against Ron DeSantis. Like, they love Ron DeSantis. This is Ron DeSantis signs all over uh, our neighborhood, in our in the yards. You know, like, these people are voting for Ron DeSantis. All right, Ron DeSantis is probably going to overwhelmingly win the Latino vote in the state of Florida. It's going to be an incredible election, and it happens here in, like, what, 30 days? How far away is the election? 40 days? Incredible, incredible stuff. I did want to throw up on screen a beautiful meme of Donald, uh, Donald Trump dropping the leg drop on CNN. There we go, baby. 475 mil in the defamation case. There it is. Boom. The Hulk leg drop. He's got you, baby. There it goes. 
This is uh, the fastest meme team around on this show. Again, we appreciate you watching. I wonder if that man in the last clip, I wonder if that man in the last clip that says he didn't care, he's a Democrat, he's voting for DeSantis. I wonder if this guy would wear also the shirt that Kanye West and Candace Owens wore yesterday at a fashion show, White Lives Matter t-shirt during surprise Yeezy fashion show, joined by Candace Owens, this according to the Daily Mail. Here we go. Candace Owens and Kanye West. That's who's in the image right now on screen. White Lives Matter. This also made the rounds on Twitter. Uh, this is the images on Twitter. White Lives This is Kanye West. Again, one of the most successful rappers. Um, may I, yeah, nay, I say maybe the most culturally impactful rapper just by sheer dominance of cultural impact uh, in American history. Come on, it's like impossible to argue. And here he is saying that statement. We talked about this last night on TimCast uh, uh, IRL about how, like, wait a second, you know, uh, what this really is stating, and this is, you know, pro this is uh, trying, this is making a statement, Kanye West saying that uh, BLM is a scam. Kanye West posted on his Instagram story, BLM is a scam, everyone knows it. Candace Owens has gone to Patrice Kalur's home. Uh, BLM has used... Again, like, go ahead. The proof, uh, you know, okay, so as Joe Biden would say, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? Like, uh, I'm no I'm no more old than a fly. What? <laughs> like, listen, guys, how are you spending your money? What are you doing for black people? How about you start there? Let's begin, okay? Like, again, I know I've talked a lot about DC, but it's just my first time back in over a year since I moved, and I'm just, un it is just unbelievable, the decrepitness of this city. And I used to live here for 15 years, and I lived in a, on a street where I was the only white dude on this street, 19th Street. And I coached football and we tried as hard as we could. Kate and I lived there for five years. We tried as hard as we could to be part of the community, to support people in the community and just be like good Christians and, and love on our brothers and sisters in that community. Um, you know, I know that those people uh, knew that white lives matter because like, quite, quite frankly, they were wonderful neighbors to us. They knew that all lives matter. They loved my little baby. You know, we brought Eloise home to that neighborhood. They loved my little babies. Um, you know, I think that what they're trying to do is make a point here that one, as Kanye says, BLM is a scam because BLM didn't do a single good thing for my neighborhood. In fact, the BLM riots led to death and destruction. We've played the clips many times of people literally dying in my front yard, getting shot. I mean, I, like you have it on my cameras, people like getting shot because they defunded the police because they made the police unable to police the police force, like mass resignations in Washington, DC. They can't fill their, their slots. DC has actually increased their funding for cops, LOL. And I'm on a street that has still painted on it, Black Lives Matter. It used to have at the very end, defund the police. Interesting how they paved that over. They got rid of that real fast because people started dying in my neighborhood. You know who's mostly affected? The crime, the chaos, the horror. The thing that led to me leaving here was the drug. The, I lived in a row house. The houses are connected to each other. The drug house, the known drug house that was next to me. I don't care. I mean, whatever, man. You know, yo, like, don't bother my family. That house got lit on fire. And that caused fire to, like, like pummel my house and pour into my home and lit my home on fire with my baby inside. That's what BLM did for my life and my family. That's what BLM, that's what the BLM riots did for me. Nearly killed my kid killed multiple kids on my block. And so I totally agree with Candace and Kanye. They're putting out this statement that should be totally okay with everyone. This is a statement that should, that really reflects the idea that God created all people. It reflects the founding of this country, that all men are created equal and they are created by God. And that God gives all men and women value. There is absolutely nothing wrong with stating that and that all lives matter. There is nothing wrong with stating that. Asian, Irish, Indian, black, white, what is, what is wrong with this? Why the dehumanization? If you have a problem with this, then you're there to dehumanize and divide, to curse and disconnect, to hurt uh, uh, this nation. And it's uh, and shame on you quite frankly, and good for Kanye and good for Candace for coming out and just essentially just coming out and saying this. They're clearly trying to make a statement here. Kanye West made a statement in his surprise Yeezy fashion show in Paris, wearing a black sweatshirt with White Lives Matter written across it, posing with West was right-wing commentator Candace Owens, who beamed 
while wearing a commentary version of the White Lives Matter, a complimentary version of the White Lives Matter shirt. Well, that means they were different colors, white and black. Kanye's daughter, Northwest Nine, was even roped into the event. Kanye West also posted on his Instagram story, BLM is a scam. BLM is a scam. BLM spent zero dollars on making my old neighborhood safer for black people or encouraging uh, the people in my old neighborhood to live better lives or to have better opportunities. You know who did provide great opportunities for the people in my neighborhood? A drug dealer named Wellington, who was just like a young man who had a, you know, he caught a case. He has a rap sheet. Young man who stood on the corner, he sold weed. Okay, Wellington, not the brightest bulb in the box. All right, broken home, bad home. And that's just Wellington's, Wellington's story was going to be the drug dealer on the street until Donald Trump's economy. Donald Trump's economy was so roaring that even the Den, like the Denny's down at the end of the block decided to hire Wellington as a greeter. So Wellington comes home one day, bounding down the street, weed falling out of his pocket in his Denny's outfit, hugging Kate and I, saying how excited he was that he finally got hired, finally got, he was finally able to get a job. This is how in demand workers were in Donald Trump's economy. Remember when unemployment was like at like 0%? Remember when Donald Trump's economy was like roaring 2018, 2019? Remember when Donald Trump like flipped the globalist narrative and like created a booming economy here in America and recreated, like created actual jobs here in America? It was like Camelot was happening. Then, of course, COVID. I mean, they couldn't allow it, right? Can't allow it. Can't allow guys like Wellington to have a chance. That guy's got to be cursed to the system. That guy's got to be controlled. If Wellington got a job, he'd start thinking for himself. And maybe he wouldn't believe all the slogans. Maybe we wouldn't be angry all the time. All right. Live in the pod, eat the bugs. That's what they want for Wellington. People are absolutely sick. Donald Trump was one of the best things to ever happen to my neighborhood, and everyone knew it. Everyone knew it. Everyone knew it. There were a number of uh, very closeted Trump supporters in my neighborhood who had never voted for a Republican for, and man, they were excited to vote for Trump. But what happened? Oh, well, we must destroy Wellington's prospects. We must shut down the Denny's. We have to shut down uh, 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 any opportunity that poor Wellington had to uh, uh, do a level jump in life and to get his American dream by uh, funding the research, the type of research that leads to the creation of COVID. This is called the genetic engineering of viruses. This was done mainly by a guy named Peter Daszak in the EcoHealth Alliance. They did this research in China because it is illegal. It's called gain of function research. It creates and makes more deadly pathogens. This Peter Daszak guy is the guy who went to the Lancet and lied and got a bunch of scientists to lie about the origins of COVID. This scumbag should be in The Hague, should be in jail for the rest of his life. Instead, he's getting bags of cash. He's getting more money to go do more Frankenstein experiments. You want to know how completely effed our system is, guys. This is, this is how we get here. Scientists who tried to squash Wuhan lab leak theory gets more cash to study viruses. New, new shadowy NYC nonprofit run by the scientists who tried to squelch the theory that COVID-19 emerged from a Chinese lab has received millions more National Institutes of Health to study similar viruses in Southeast Asia. A $600,000 grant goes to Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance awarded September 21st being administered by the National Institutes of Allergy, Dr. Fauci, National Institutes of uh, Allergy and Infectious Diseases, whose director, Dr. Fauci, announced in August that he was stepping down at the end of the year. The grant is the first installment of a five-year award, totaling $3.3 million, and has been doled out to the same, on the same day, NAID awarded EcoHealth more than $2 million for two more ongoing studies. Guys, guys, we've got to win. You have to win. You have to stop this stuff. We have to stop this stuff. The way that you stop it is you take the congressional funding power that Congress has and grab these guys by the nuts and you squeeze and you say you will get not a single dollar more 
until you defund and then we investigate Peter Daszak and then we put Peter Daszak in jail along with Dr. Fauci. That's how it ends. This is how it ends. We must win. Here's what Tucker Carlson has to say about it. Just before COVID began spreading around the world and shutting the world down, a researcher called Peter Daszak bragged about manipulating coronaviruses in a lab. Now, at the time, Desic's nonprofit called EcoHealth Alliance was being funded by Tony Fauci's agency, the U.S. government, your tax dollars, to conduct these experiments. Coronavirus is a pretty good, I mean, neurovirologists, you know all this stuff, but they, you can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein, and we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm -hmm. to do this. Um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do, do some work in the lab. Now, since that interview, we have learned that it is very possible, indeed, it's likely that coronavirus, COVID, leaked from a lab in Wuhan. In fact, the same lab where Peter Daszak was conducting experiments on bat coronavirus. The National Institutes of Health have just issued a new grant to the research firm EcoHealth Alliance. The point of the grant, again, you can't make this up, to study bat coronaviruses. Again, ladies and gentlemen, use Occam's razor. We always use it on this show. We don't pretend to be the smartest, most genius PhD people. We didn't go to the Ivy Leagues, all right? We probably grew up just like you did. We grew up in farmland country in Iowa in literally the middle of nowhere, a place called Solon, Iowa is where I'm from. So that's where we grew up. I had a dog just like everyone else. And we just went to public school. I went to community college. So we try and find the simplest solution for the things that are happening around us. And Occam's razor says, yo, listen, the conclusion with the least number of assumptions, that's the one that you should probably go with. So the least number of assumptions as to where COVID originated from, if there is no natural origin, which they, of course, have ravenously tried to find and cannot find, they spent billions of dollars trying to find a natural origin, cover their asses. They go to the lady who does bat coronaviruses. We know that the COVID origin sequence is a bat coronavirus, specifically the, short, the, the horseshoe bat in these caves in China, and that this lady was working with these people who are being paid by the federal government in order to create these Frankenstein viruses and add spike proteins. And you just saw on the clip there, Peter Daszak talking about how easy it is to add spike proteins to coronaviruses and make them deadly pathogens. The least number of assumptions. And before Jon Stewart went completely woke, he had an incredible line about this where he's like, wait a second. I mean, like, can we just say it came from a Wuhan lab? If there was a giant chocolate what, what is the analogy you used? If there was a giant chocolate tsunami in Hershey, Pennsylvania, wouldn't people think the Hershey's plant is responsible for this? They make chocolate. And that's what the Wuhan laboratory did. They made Frankenstein viruses deadly. It was funded by the Chinese military. It was funded in part by Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci should go to prison for this. And we should have a reckoning in this country. Instead, we're, we're still funding it. We got to win. Got to win. Otherwise, it's all going to happen again. They're setting it all up again, ladies and gentlemen. Use Occam's razor, be smart. Being smart is what Elon Musk tried to do, saying that, uh, hey, maybe we should have a negotiated peace and not nuclear war. Maybe nuclear war would be very bad for people with this Ukraine-Russia situation escalating far outside of our reaches. But yo, Elon Musk just simply questioned nuclear war, that it's a bad thing, and he got destroyed yesterday by Ukraine itself. In case you're wondering if there are actually no good guys in this fight, let me, let me make this very clear what this show's stance is. And, and if, you dis, if you disagree, then you're not going to like our coverage because I know that the story is going to really spiral out of control. You, you see what they're, what they're planning on doing here. Everybody is pushing for war. Everyone is pushing towards more escalation. No one, no one in our leadership structure is asking for de-escalation. So what's going to happen? It's just going to be like World War I. The idiots are in charge. And it's going to spiral out of control. It's going to mean a horrible thing for your life. It's going to mean third world living conditions for the rest of us. So this is what's happening right now. Elon Musk, being a very smart man, is like, yo, uh, maybe we shouldn't have World War III, maybe we shouldn't have nuclear war. And even the Ukrainian president started attacking Elon Musk for simply stating we shouldn't have World War III. This according to the New York Post. Elon Musk took to Twitter to propose a compromise that would end the Russian invasion of Ukraine, sparking outrage among Twitter users. What? 
Elon Musk is saying, the Tesla CEO saying yes or no survey on Twitter, which instructed his own ideas for how to end the impasse in Eastern Europe. He was dragged on the platform for saying that we shouldn't have nuclear war. Musk called for a redo of elections of annexed regions uh, uh, under UN supervision. Russia leaves if the will of the people says that they are not allowed to stay. Russian President Voldemort Zelensky then tweeted a poll of his own. Which Elon Musk do you like, Voldemort Zelensky said. Uh, Elon Musk that is for Ukraine or an Elon Musk that is for Russia? This is what the uh, this is what the tweet looked like. So, F off is my very diplomatic reply, tweeted Ukrainian diplomat Andrier Malinsky. F off. Got it. So Elon Musk is trying to avoid nuclear war, and the powers that be in both America and in Ukraine told him to F off. Where are the people calling for de-escalation? Where are the politicians on any side? Where are the religious leaders? Where's the damn pope? Where are the people, the, the religious leaders of supposedly Christian Russia, like saying that nuclear war is evil and we should not do this and that everyone needs to calm down now and everybody asking for the desolation of humanity needs to stop and take a giant step back from the brink. Where are those people? We need more of those people because it's going like you've seen what they do to D.C. You're going to see it in a little documentary that we release soon. You've seen what they do to D.C. They're going to do this to your hometown. It's going to look like a shanty town, like DC does. They're going to plunge us into nuclear war. They're going to ratchet up because war is always a good thing for the people in power until it's just a very bad thing. War was great for the for the monarchies of Europe for like a short period of time to get the nationalistic and jingoistic and the, you know the money and the people moving, and then it just destroyed. It just decimated. Europe was never the same again. Just decimated Europe. Wow. So according to ALX here, according to ALX, who you should follow on Getter and Truth Social, our producer of this show, Elon Musk makes proposal to proceed with deal to buy Twitter. Wow. Trading of Twitter shares halted. There we go. Boom. Boom, baby. Come on, baby. Elon Musk going to buy Twitter. He's going to do it. Buy Twitter at $54. Isn't that the same, that the same deal that he, that he already struck, ALX? Dot, buy Twitter at fifty-four twenty a share. So it's the same. So Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Here we go. Breaking news. Elon Musk will buy Twitter and hopefully stop World War III. Maybe this is the thing that does it. Zelensky trolling him. What kind of a president tweets something like that? Dude, you and your people are facing nuclear holocaust and you are going to like play Twitter games with Elon Musk? You're going to tweet polls, which you should be doing is protecting the Poles, who, like, Poland could be one of the first countries nuked. You shouldn't be tweeting Poles. You should be protecting Polish people, all people. Nobody wants this. Russia was there, like, Putin was out there on Friday banging his fist, promising nuclear war. Yo, I don't think Putin's a good guy. I think Putin's an evil guy. But I think also, like, are we the baddies? We have the clip. You need to start asking yourself, are we the baddies? Here's the clip. I don't, uh... Hands... Are we the baddies? Yeah, we're, I mean, listen, you know what? Let me, I'll make a statement on this show. Okay, here we go. Yes, we're the baddies. If we are not de-escalating, any person who is not actively de-escalating right now, this conflict is the baddie. Any person who wants nuclear war is the baddie. And if Joe Biden and every member of Congress and every person stops, if we stopped funding the war right now, there would be a peace agreement. If we stopped our funding of this conflict right now, there'd be a peace agreement. Now, I don't know what that would look like. I'm no top diplomat, but I can tell you this, peace is better than the nuclear holocaust. And so whatever that ends up negotiating look like, that's, that's what it should be. It should not be nuclear uh, weapons dropping and an all-out nuclear war that devastates humanity for the rest of our lives. Because once, po- once you poison the ground with radiation, stuff doesn't come back. Check in on Chernobyl. You still can't live there. That happened like uh, 1986, the year I was born, 36 years ago. People still can't live in Chernobyl. By the way, nuclear devastation that happened in Ukraine. Don't these people understand? They were all around. You forgot? Chernobyl's in Ukraine. This was, a, this was by proxy a nuclear detonation of a nuclear plant in Ukraine 
by the at the hands of the Russians, the Russian scientists who were running this, and you still can't live in like thousands of miles of Ukraine because of this radiation. You want that to be your whole country? This is, I mean, it's insane. It's insane. So yes, we're the baddies. If, if you are the baddie, if you're not calling for de-escalation right now, nobody wants to live in this. Nobody wants this war. Nobody wants, nobody cares. Like, like, listen, nobody cares about your pride or your escalation or stupid Twitter poll and the war and this stuff. American Congress should stop funding it. Everyone should come to the agreement table and everyone should like walk away. Okay. And Ukraine should just become like a, independent state. I think Ukraine should become like Switzerland. It should become like an independent state, like a buffer state. That's what should actually happen. That's what like a reasonable, rational person should do. Tell your pastor, tell your priest, tell your religious leaders, tell the Pope. That's what needs to happen. That's how we actually save, like, you want to save the planet? Well, that's how you do it. And also Elon Musk buying Twitter. That's also how you do it. <laughs> and tuning into this show, God, family, country. That's what we do on this show every single day. That's our motivation. That is what we're here for. Elon Musk is here to buy Twitter. Nice. We stream live on Twitter. Thank you, Elon Musk. We're born free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. And we're going to stay that way because we communicate and we we build a, a movement every single day. So we thank you for watching TimCast last night. Tim Pool is very, very rad dude. We enjoy the, we're, we're really thrilled about the growth of this show. And we thank you very much for watching. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.